Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian and she's speaking. Lesbian speaking may contain adult content and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Have you tried Tuckins? I know what you're thinking, Tuckins. No, these are s'mores on a stick. That's right. It's already on a stick. The marshmallow is on the outside. The good stuff is on the inside. Not only is it s'mores, but they have different flavors. You get they have peanut butter. They have cookies and cream. So good. Forget all the mess. Forget all the work. It comes right on the stick. Stick it over the fire. Toast it up and stick it right in your mouth. Go to Tuckins.com. I will have the link in this episode's description. If you use discount code LEHEYZIKS, L-E-H-E-Y-E-Z-I-K-S, you will get 20% off your order. You need to try these. These are the perfect thing to take in the backyard, perfect thing to go camping. So yummy, so delicious, and so easy. Get your Tuckins today. Welcome to this episode of Lesbian Speaking. Before I get to the actual episode, I do want to ask for your help. I want to be able to grow my equipment, my online performance, and grow my audience for the podcast. And in order to do that, I need some audience help here. Uh, Make sure that listening to this podcast, you give it some stars, you give it a comment, share it to your friends and family, get everybody to listen to it. I also have a Patreon where you can go and support the Lesbian Speaking Patreon. I have set up a Venmo if you do not want to become a Patreon subscriber where you can go and help out there. And I have also launched a merch line. That's right. Very short, simple, sweet to the point merchandise that you can buy for lesbian speaking, support the podcast, get me rolling. I want to make sure I get more episodes out and I want to do it right and do it good for you guys. Uh, You'll see all of the links to this in this episode's bio. Uh, So yeah, make sure to check it out. Give me some support. Thank you, and now on to the episode. Welcome to this episode of Lesbian Speaking. I have a friend of mine here today. Her name is Dottie, a.k.a. Dottie. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you, Lee? Great. Yes. I um, was speaking with Dottie about the podcast, and she started listening to it and said, you know what? I think I have some things to talk about, and some things to talk about might be your yourself and your family and relationships within your family. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the gist Uh of all of those things. And one of the most important people in the world to you would be my daughter. Yes. Your daughter. Camille. Camille. And Camille is here. Camille is here. Camille may or may not speak up uh, having given the moment, but she is allowed to say Anything she does want to say and not say anything she does not want to say, but also poke mom on the side if there's a... <laughs> yeah, go ahead and poke me. Yeah. We we do also have Chris here. Chris, yes. Our friend Chris is here to uh, observe and possibly jump in if you feel like, but no pressure. No pressure. It's merely just that the conversation that we're going to have, both of these people mm-hmm. are one and the same, in the same vein about this conversation. Subject matter experts in yes. the house. Sneeze. Yes. Definitely sneeze. Yes. Sneeze up in this. Can I cuss? Am I allowed to? Yeah. Sneeze up in this bitch. Up in this bitch. 
Yes, up yes. in this fucking bitch. Oh. Yes. Ooh. We might as well go for breakfast. We got really <laughs> spicy. Wow. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> so pro- people were probably wondering, what are they talking about? What do they have in common? Well, do you guys want to say? No. I will. I don't want to say. Uh-huh. They're both trans. They're both trans. Beautiful members of this community. Yes. They both are. So we have a mom of a young trans member of the community. And we have someone who is just slightly a couple weeks older than that. You're so kind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chris is younger than I am. So, oh, I yeah. mean. That, that means much, a, much younger than babe. me. Much younger than me. I'll take it. Just mm-hmm. a babe. Yeah. Just yeah. a little babe. Mm-hmm. I'm just the gray-haired old lady over here. I mean, we were, we were yeah. born in, <laughs> in the same year. So, anyhow. Anyhow, so let's, let's, we're obviously going to talk about you and your experiences and having this child who ends up being trans. And I say ends up in your mind because you didn't know the trajectory until children grow up, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you though, however, in your mind have always been trans, right? Yes. Yes. She's nodding her head. Yes. Uh Yeah. She's nodding (laughs) her head. She's going to giggle every now and again, but yeah. So you had a very different experience through this process than she did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. From a very, very young age, I recognized that she was different from my other children. Because I I do have two other children that are older. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just very apparent that she was a little bit different. Now, I always perceived this as her being just gay. Right. Um, so there's that. And because you yourself identify as not straight, not straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I'm really kind of weird about being tied up on labels. Yes. Though pan is probably what fits me most because it is hearts, not parts. I have mm-hmm. zero care about what somebody identifies as sexually or their gender identification. It it means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. I think it's interesting you say that because there's a lot of talk on TikTok. We all know I'm on the TikTok. Uh, There's a lot of talk on TikTok where bisexual women are saying we're getting hate from the lesbian world. And I, in my previous experience being young lesbian, in our minds, the bisexual women who literally wanted to date both at the same time. Right. And that's where I hear pan now. And I think, oh, that's a very different world. So is it a separate description or is it people feel it differently for themselves or we're all learning this. So here's an interesting thing is is once upon a time, I did actually identify as being bi. Mm -hmm. And in the LGBTQ community, I was absolutely shit on. Right. Constantly. And it was because what, what was it I was told? Bi women are greedy. We're just greedy. We We want it all. We want everything, but I have never really, mm, let me back up because I have absolutely been in relationships where it wasn't especially monogamous. Right. And I have absolutely been open to more the poly world though. The older I get, the more I'm like, that's too much fucking work. (laughs) I can't like good on anyone who's going to do it, but me, myself, whew, right. Going to hard pass. Yes. Because there's, there's too many balls that are up in the air. I, I forget what I talked about with 
my coworkers this morning, let alone what I talked about with my date from last week that I have to remember with my date next week. And then How the other date gonna... in between there. No, I, yeah. And it's that's, too much. It's too much for me. So I can't, I can't. Now, in the past, I mean, and I've been absolutely open to it. So communication for me has always been key to any of those relationships. Right. But right. yeah, so once upon a time, mm-hmm. I identified as bi and was considered to be greedy. Um, and then I, I realized, yeah, I'm not, bi doesn't really fit it because bi really is just about men and women where... Right. I understand that there's an entire spectrum of human beings that are out there Mm -hmm. and I am open to any of that, assuming that they will put gas in my car and take out the trash and lick my pussy every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we all want. Car, she just means actually putting the gas in the tank, not actually... I'll pay no, for it myself. No, she's she's talking about revving the engine, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She's talking about at the pump, put the gas into the car. Yeah, I just I don't like mm-hmm. to put gas in my car. Does any are you like do you, do I you enjoy? Like, I enjoy putting gas in the car because there's a nostalgia for me from when I was a kid, and we would actually go to the gas station, Murphy's gas station down on Perry, and Murphy would come out with two little suckers, and he would give them to us, and he would pump our gas and talk to us, and it was a very loving experience. Now you just go and you put gas in your car. I don't think that I've ever received that loving experience. In fact, it was just... Mm. That Ang- was the most positive attention we got was at the gas station. Yeah, but some- <laughs> I, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> so, but, but when I was younger and putting gas in the car back when it was, I don't know, like 98 cents a gallon, mm-hmm. it was more of an anxiety thing for me. Like, oh, did, Are we I, gonna blow up? did I pull up on the right side? Am I doing all of the right things? And so... Mm-hmm. You know, and this is leftover trauma. Okay, yeah. Trauma at the gas tank. Up? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not supposed to smoke there, so that's probably what helped. Oh, shit. Damn it. Somebody would have told me that sooner. Damn it. Yeah. So now we get, so we got to a little bit more in depth of the buy versus pan philosophy. Uh, because, like I said, my younger years, I go way back younger years to where it was always the married women who are in straight relationships who are bi, but really just hiding the fact that they were lesbian. And it's just, re- it's specific to this area. It is very specific to this area because we have a large military base. But that's the same thing that men used to do. Well, yeah, men did that You know, too. they'd have their beard. Mm-hmm. It was their, but really they were somewhere else. They right. were something else. They were in love with something else. And right. I, I think that the same thing existed that women did used to kind of hide behind. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a lesbian, but I'm going to say that I'm bi so that I can yeah, do that. S- kind yeah. of skirt by a little bit. So you, you growing up with the same problems of having these labels and such as your child is growing up and you're seeing in your mind, a label happen, right? Unintentionally, because you said, well, I thought she maybe was gay. Yeah, and right. uh, originally, a year before she came out as trans, she did say that she was gay. Uh, I was really honored to be like one of the first people in her immediate family. I think I was the first person that that she had told. Super proud. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so glad that she had the courage to be able to tell me this. And it was interesting because when she did tell me that that she was gay, she told me about how nervous she was to tell me. And I thought, 
How crazy is that? You know, because my children all know that I'm not a straight and narrow kind of person. I'm, I live in the gray yeah. and, and a lot of the gray. Right. So I yeah. mean, she has known as her brothers have also known that I'm not straight. Mm-hmm. And to hear that she had some level of anxiety to tell me about who she was actually kind of broke my heart because I, I have felt like I have been super open and honest with them and that they should never have any fear to tell me anything. Uh, so she originally came out as gay. And then about a year later, she told me, you know, I've been kind of trying this thing out with some of my friends and that is what feels right to me. And it's because they had changed her pronouns and were calling her a different name. And Honestly, initially, it was not necessarily surprising, but still was something that was a little bit more difficult for me to process than I had expected. Right. I have always, like I said, been a very open and accepting person. But to hear your own child say, I don't identify with the name that you gave me Mm -hmm. and I don't identify with this gender. There was a level of grieving that I had to do myself. And it's not that I've never been supportive about it, but there definitely was a process of me having to kind of go through my own emotions about it. So it's, it's probably loosely described if you were to put it towards something that people can resonate with, if you broke up with this long-term marriage, right. And you ended up being with somebody brand new and you had these exciting feelings about it and you were still mourning this marriage, albeit it wasn't the best marriage for the couple, right? Because it wasn't the best marriage for you, Camille, right? Okay. I'm making sure I'm saying this right. Um, you weren't happy in the marriage, And so you were moving on and your mom had to go and find a new marriage with Camille. Yes. And it's not that. So there's an excitement about it. There is, there is this, I'm, I'm happy that you have found this and I'm, I'm happy that you have identified with who and what you are, but there still is this level of grieving. And I'm so thankful she has been, so accepting and understanding about names that have maybe been said wrong or that occasionally the wrong pronouns are used. And I I try to tell her that just because I may mess up every now and again, it's not because I don't support you. Mm -hmm. It's simply that it, this is just a change that I'm, I have to go through. It's a transition that your family members and your friends all have to go through. Some of them are easier. For instance, uh, Camille's older brother has probably absolutely never missed a beat on it. He is on point. Now, mm-hmm. uh, my oldest does also not identify as being straight. Mm-hmm. He considers himself to be bi. Right. And he's very accepting and open to the LGBTQ community as well. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't been quite any sort of transition for him. It was just a flip a switch and great. Right. Uh, Your middle brother, on the other hand, has probably been a little bit more difficult, but he would kill bears for you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, that changing 
how you know somebody, just like with anybody who's famous and they change their name and their family's like, oh, now I have to know you as Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's not who you were before, right? I have to know you as Lady Gaga. That's yeah. not who you were. What are you talking about? Exactly. So it's not a purposeful, I don't accept your identity. It's just, this is the language I'm used to using for you. And I had that, I had that problem with using the they, them pronouns was really hard for me. Now, if someone transitions, I'm, I find it really easy to just switch from she to him. No problem. But for some reason, the they, them, it's just not ingrained into how we speak. And I'm trying to now learn to always say they, them before I say he, she, which may put off the he, she's, right? (laughs) I think the he, she's actually probably miss the they, them's more than they pick up on it. Yeah. It's like, if somebody called me they, them, I, I wouldn't even skip a beat. Yeah. Yeah, but you were like, so you're trying, you're trying something. As a trans person, I have a hard time going to the they them. Yeah, well, you very much are male presenting, so yes. But I have it's just because it's not a part of a normal, and normal is probably the wrong word, but a typical use of the pronouns yet. But I think as time goes on, we utilize the they, them. I think it'll just be a more natural transition for people. Yeah, I think it is going to be literally they, them first. I see, I'm wondering how. Uh, so in these military movies where they would show uh, the females in charge, and the future ones would always show them saying, sir. It kind of bothered me. It's like, good, okay, so you're going to one word, but is sir the right word? No, no. Yeah. Disagree. No. Yeah. Not at all. Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, there should be like another word that is out there. Yeah. For me, typically people that are they, them, mm-hmm. I just like to call them by their name. Right. And I, I don't, it's not a they, them. Though, uh, I will say that Camille accepts the they, them, and she, her. Right. You know, so when I'm speaking about her to somebody else, especially a person that I know is not very accepting of the whole transition for her, mm-hmm. I tend to just use they, them, them. Right. But you're absolutely right. There needs to be a different word right. for you're the authority, and it should not be male-esque. Well, they came up with MX, mix. For Mr. Miz, I yeah, I don't know if I'm really down. I don't know if I'm really down with that because yeah, when you say mix, I'm like, hear this. What are we drinking tonight? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you and I are both like, what's up? (laughs) But yeah, I can paint maybe. That was enough of our normal speaking language. But how do you? How do you they them in command? How do you say sir or ma'am? I mean, specifically military wise, sir, ma'am, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you say yes, they? How do you yes? person yes them yes yes boss. them you can't say boss no you don't call people boss i mean i call really my boss, boss boss yeah boss man is what i call yeah them, but, they yeah. i know in a lot of worlds they're like you don't you don't call them boss and like all that hierarchy it's like you know we're all equals here but that's all yeah bullshit. And the military is very different yeah the military is very they different. know that they're in charge mm-hmm yeah, I always think of yes, my military days. Oh, yeah. I, I hate that too, though. Yeah. Well, I feel, so anybody who uh, wants to define a word, please go to my Patreon. <laughs> and tell us. I would like to know this too. Yes. 
I think it's time for a new language. language. It's time for a new language. And when people say, oh, we can't just make up words as we go along. We do it's it all like, the time. I yeah. know. We, Come on, ratchet. What about dude? Right? Dude was not a word until you had horses that got warts and then they thought it was a cool name and then they made a ranch out of it and then they called each other dude. Next thing you know, they're living in California on the beach calling each other dude. That's how it worked, right? I mean, we just need to make up the perfect word. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'll, I'll ponder on that. Okay, yeah. And can you talk to the young folk out there? And- yeah. Would you... Camille, Camille's no. like, I don't know about that. You make a good TikTok. Okay, it'll take off. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, we. I bet we would get some great. I might be too old to get. They'll be like, oh, old lady, sit down and shut up. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, who, uh, knows? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, you're to the point where you have this conversation. How long ago was this? Um, it was in February of 2021 mm-hmm. that she told me that she was trans. So during a pandemic. Yep. During the pandemic, which, oh my gosh, that was a shit show for her. Yeah. School went to shit. I mean, she's always been like an AB student and really excelled in AP classes and gifted this and whatever. And then the pandemic happened and, and I get it because... Not only was she being isolated from like all of her friends, but now she's also dealing with this anxiety and transition from going from he, him to she, her, and not all of our family knew. Uh, I knew first, and as soon as I had heard, and some people may think that this sounds like I was trying to convert my child, but it absolutely was not. It's right. just that I understand the things that a trans person needs to do. You live so in the community. I do. Yeah. So the very first thing that I said to her when she said that, well, it wasn't probably the first one because I've, I think I first was like, that's cool, whatever. I love you. I don't give a shit. And then I think the second thing was is, we need to get you in to see a therapist immediately because I know that in order for her to transition, Mm -hmm. I know that in order for her to take hormone replacement therapy, that she has to see a therapist. She has to see a counselor who confirms that, yes, this is the diagnosis that I give, even though that's such a gross word to use. Diagnosis. It's it's not a diagnosis. It's it's who the fuck you are. But it's, yeah, it's learning the person that you are. Correct. But it's the medical gatekeeper. Yes. yes. So, but yes. I understood that. And that's the very first thing that I said, like, we, we have to do this mm-hmm. because in order for you to ever be able to start taking hormones, you're going to have to do that. So, um, we went several months of her just having therapy by herself. I actually sent a white noise machine because she was concerned that her father was listening. Um, And he did not know at the time. He also came from a very small town in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So kind of more of a close-minded community. And she was very reluctant to tell tell him. Um, I did convince her after a couple of weeks, maybe a month. I said, "I, I really want for you to tell at least your older brother. That way you have a safe place that you can go to if ever you're feeling not validated Mm -hmm. or 
feel threatened. Um, cause my oldest is 26. Camille is 18 mm-hmm. now. So they were 25 and 17 at the time. I ended up telling her middle brother mm-hmm. kind of what was going on. And she really wanted me to tell her dad, like really wanted me to be her be- advocate. Okay. Because she didn't want to. Yeah. She right. was very nervous and very scared about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I said, no, because I had basically been, no, you didn't even tell your dad that you were gay when you came out. She had posted something on her Instagram because I sent her all of these, like, here's a rainbow flag. And here is a book about fantastic quotes from gay people and pins or whatever. And she put it on her Instagram and basically said, Consider yourself told. Oh, nice. See, it's nice having this public forum, right? That's the good side of it. And if you don't like it, you can stay over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've told you I'm gay. Yeah. Uh, and then her dad actually called me because we, we are divorced and we have been for quite some time now. And he called me and he was like, did you know about this? And I said... Yeah, it was the fucking first person she told. Yeah. Like, we have that kind of relationship. And he was very angry with me for not telling him. Um, and so when it came around to her identifying as trans, I was like, no, you're going to have to tell him yourself. So when I set her up for therapy, mm-hmm. I said, hey, I need you to know that we're going to start therapy soon. These are the days, these are the times. And my ex-husband was like, what's going on? And I said, you know, she's just in a place of just trying to figure out who and what she is. Mm -hmm. And she needs to talk to a professional about it. That I'm just not equipped to help maneuver her through her journey in that way. And surprisingly, he didn't really fuss too much about it. Well, I mean, that's a great... That's a great way to put it. A lot of people have this stigma still. You go to therapy, you must have something that's wrong with you, you must have something that's going on, and not realizing that, no, it's really, I just need to talk, I need to talk some things out, or, yeah, I need to have that trail of, here are the steps we took, and here are the things that we did, and yes, I'm proving medically who I am. Right. Which is problematic in itself. It's kind of sad that you have to... Though I mean, I, I get, I do understand the. Are you sure you want to do this before we take these big steps, especially at a young age? Eighteen is a very young age to, and even younger that they do now is a young age to say yes. I definitely want to do this one hundred percent for myself. Although I think back at myself as a lesbian at fifteen, oh, I definitely knew one hundred percent that's what I wanted to do for myself. But I didn't have to go to therapy to do that. No, I just dated women. It's, right. I would say the same thing for me. I was I was young too, probably yeah. 14, 15 that I was like, "Oh, I definitely like women." Mhm. Yeah. They're so soft and they have such sleek lines. And they're mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave you alone for a minute. <laughs> Sorry. I derailed for a second. I know Camille's I like, back. "I don't want to hear this, mom. I don't want to hear this." <laughs> she doesn't mind. She tells me some pretty 
She's, she tells me a lot. You have that it's, relationship. We do. We do have that relationship. We, and I honestly hope that every child in their life can have the kind of relationship that I have with all of my children. No? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm kind of an asshole to them. And I do everything that I can to embarrass them. It is, it's my life goal. But... Do they do it back? Not as much as I think that they should. No? I always said that if I give my children shit, that they will be able to take shit from anybody else. Like if their own mother... And just wait until retirement till you get to the nursing home. Okay, so here's... That's what I was going to say. So my grandmother... Mm -hmm. My grandmother would tease me, and she was a funny teaser. She would have me cracking up. So not a, I'm going to be in tears teaser. I would be cracking up when she would tease me. And then when she got old, I would tease her and she would crack up. And I had this girlfriend who went with me to Montana at the time before she passed away. And I was giving her the hardest time. The fanny pack. She had a fanny pack, right? Like the old school style fanny pack. I was was like, it leather? Please tell me. It was no, leather. it was Shit. black canvas. Yeah. Black leather would have made mm, that. Yeah. And I was like, Grandma, where'd you get that hot fanny pack? And she was like, oh, I'm going to have to find out. Now, not had it been five years earlier and she were in the right mind, she'd be like, Lee, shut up. <laughs> but because she was on the downslope, she's like, oh, I'm going to find that out for you. I'm like, yeah, that's a hot piece of work. I'm going to have to get one of those for myself. She called, she called my aunt to find out where she got the fanny pack. She was so serious. And my girlfriend is like, you're so mean. I'm like, if you knew the decades... <laughs> Decades of teasing. So you're right. It's probably going to come back to bite me at some point. Right, but right. I, I mean, I do, I feel like I have a really close relationship with my children and that all of them, whenever there's something emotional that's going on, they come to talk to me about it. Right. They don't necessarily go to their father who has been taught his whole life to just wear a mask. And right, yeah. It's unfortunate, which is why, you know... I try to teach my children, we don't have to put that mask on. Right. We can be who we are. Right. Which ultimately is probably why she did feel comfortable telling me as the mm-hmm. first person in the family. Or even coming out at that age. I don't, I don't have to hide who I am to this person. Right. Even though you did struggle with it. Which is... It is. I, I'm going to have the assumption because of how you saw things as a, I have to say goodbye to this person and hello to this new person that you might've foreseen that coming, right? That you wouldn't necessarily think that your mom was not going to accept you because of who you are, but more so that you were concerned about her feelings of having that sense of loss. Yeah. She yeah. keeps nodding her head. Yeah, yes. She's she, nodding her head. She doesn't want to talk. She's, that's why I don't, I don't really want to talk for her at the same time. I see her, the looks that she's giving and the nods and like, yeah, I agree with mom here. So that's why I'm filling in the holes <laughs> and trying my best. So tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. So then, um, we did end up having a FaceTime because she wanted me to be present. And of course I live in Washington. They live in Colorado. Yes. We can't necessarily, Hey, let's meet at the local Starbucks to have this conversation about how our child is trans. Now Mm. that's probably the least appropriate plate. Maybe it would have been a park. Nonetheless, if it was an iced coffee, it would be okay. I mean, I would have gotten chives for everybody. (laughs) I would have, 
But, um, so we, we did this over FaceTime and it was kind of fucked up because everybody in the room knew except for him. But I tried as did everybody else in the room to pretend like we didn't know. Oh, I'm so shocked. Is that? Yes. It was like, Oh, it doesn't matter. I love you anyways, whatever. Meanwhile, we all have had months to prepare for this, like multiple months, like a quarter. And Camille is over here laughing, by the way. Like, yes, is, she knows. She's also blushing. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. But we're all just trying to pretend like, no, we didn't know. Meanwhile, I found out after the fact that our, my middle son, that little turd mm-hmm. totally had, at, or I guess my ex-husband had asked him, do you know what this is about? Oh. And he was like, not my story to tell. So he kind of gave it away that we all had known, even though we were all playing it off. Like we don't fucking know what's going on. But that's great that he didn't tell. Cause in my, in my story, you know, um, everybody told for me and that was very uncomfortable because here I walk, I walk into my home with my mother and she says, so I hear you have something to tell me. And I thought I was in trouble. That is not a good way to introduce the conversation. And she didn't know that, right? I was scared as hell to tell her. But she already knew because everybody else had already told her and everybody else had already. So the fact that he said, that's not my story to tell shows huge respect for you. Oh, huge respect. Yeah. All of my, my children have, have been like that. Uh, I have found that there have been occasions, for instance, with Chris, that I have told people before they ever met mm-hmm. him. And I think there was a time that I was like, I am so sorry, Chris, that that wasn't my story to tell. But Chris is like, no, I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Fucking tell them. Yeah. Screaming on the mountaintops. It's a, it's fine. But I still don't, I don't, I don't try to tell anybody's story for them. Right. It's more whenever it has come up, it's been more of a, well, so I know that I, I knew because she talked about you before, right? And she had talked about you during when us. we, yeah, yeah. That's because Chris is he's my my it's best your friend. So she mm-hmm. was talking about things that would happen, right? Well, and how she utilizes my story too yes. is as, and I have, she can use my story anytime because I absolutely trust her right. with the story, and right. she is always going to use it as a teaching moment. Right. Yes. So people will be more educated. Which so, is what it's there for. Right. And exactly. so then it just gives better education on the trans experience mm-hmm. and hopefully garner some sympathy and education for people who have never been exposed. Right. Now, if I had met you on the street, no idea. Oh, no. Yeah. No idea. Oh, no. no. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, but I can echo a lot of the parents' situation because my parents had a hard time. But it was very much like mourning a child. Yes. Yeah. They had to deal with my situation. Well, they. Uh, my mom years even. Years ago. My mom even had that with me as being a lesbian before I came out as lesbian because I. She's still not putting those dresses on. Damn it! You know, like because she wanted a little girl, and I just never became that little girl. So she had to mourn the idea of something that she wanted rather than somebody that she got to know. So I think with each of us, there was probably a little piece. Yeah. So I feel like probably with me, I was the least impacted by that. One, 
because I never really told anyone until I was older. Right. And two, because I didn't identify as, oh, I'm only going towards women. Right. I think that with my parents, they didn't have to necessarily mourn a loss. Mm-hmm. It was... Accepting another side. There still could be a dude in her future, and yeah. she could become... And, I mean... Most their fantasies potentially. But let's let's face it. I am mainstream passing in every facet of my life. Right. Like I could go out on the street and people could assume that I am a cisgendered woman, and this is it. Right. Right. I could go out on the street and they could also assume, oh, she doesn't have any tattoos, Mm -hmm. but I am a heavily tattooed woman. I just I keep. What is it my dad always told me? He said, it's it's good to be stealthy. I know. I You're not always going to be stealthy, though. Let's be real. The I, moment you don't have to be stealthy, you know you're not going to. Well, that's fair, too. This is the neck tattoo that you're... Oh, it's going to I'm going to get a throat tattoo. The I first probably, moment you can get it, you're going to I'm going to be like 50 and getting a throat tattoo. It's yes. going to happen. But yeah. As soon as you change jobs. Yes. But it, it is interesting happens. because I do have this unique ability in yes. terms of my physical appearance. Yes. And the way that I can present myself. You could that, be out with me and somebody be like, oh, she's a lesbian. You could be out with your boyfriend and be like, oh, she's straight. No, yeah, yes. Yes. Like I just am mainstream passing in almost every facet. Mm-hmm. And so I think for my parents, they never had to mourn anything because it was never really a reality. Right. Even though I have had women in my life and I've not been ashamed to talk about it to my coworkers or to my family. Mm-hmm. They've, they've known, they've known for a very long time, right? but because it's never something that they have forced to really been a part of Yes, that there was always this possibility. Right. I don't, I don't think that they mourned the same way that your parents mourned, nor right. do I feel like they, mourned the way that I did. Mm-hmm. So speaking about the parents, your parents, your grandparents, should we get into that? Oh, let's talk about That's, it. Yeah. Oh, the eye blank. So Camille is blinking the eyes like, oh my God, right now. <laughs> She's like, I don't know that I want to talk about this or hear this. No, you don't have to. No. You can say put on the brakes. Yeah. How, um, how have people like your grandparents... Have you talked to any of them about being trans? Not really. Has anyone said, hey, I accept you and love you regardless? No. Yeah, fuck those bitches. I'll fight them. Yeah, so, okay, so, I, although I'm going to be devil's advocate here. So I assumed because my family, my dad's side of the family, very Mormon, right? And my grandmother was just one of those. She'd be like, oh, it's just good to have girlfriends. I'm like, not that kind of girlfriend, Grandma. No, yeah, it's good. It's sweet to have girlfriends. Not that kind of girlfriend. That's I do not bake with them. It's not why I mean maybe, but you know, not doing each other's baking. hair. <laughs> yeah. We're painting fingernails. Yeah. You know. Um but I uh, many years later, and we're talking about my Mormon family was married at Temple, very strict. They're um they they go around the world and do all of these missions and like this this for is two years yeah good. well my grandmother was a lifetime missionary so she just kept doing it forever um yeah so very strong 
I had, however, my aunt and uncle, um, who are strict Mormon, uh, come up to me at one time and say, hey, just so you know, we accept you and love you as you are, um, despite what you might think of the rest of the family, and we do want you to come over, and we do want you to do this. And I still didn't. I still didn't. Because, to me, it's that saying that's going around right now. If your belief system is so far that you don't believe I should have rights, then... I can't have you in my life because I need positivity in my life, right? And that's what I needed growing up. And so I did, I was capable of shutting that down and saying, I understand, I appreciate that. But because you disbelieve me so much outside of our conversations, how can I let you in? Right? So, oh, yeah, that's totally fair. Is that the same? that you feel with your grandparents or is it a completely different? You just don't have the conversations. You just don't go there. So I know that Papa is very supportive. Uh, that's my dad. And he is just as fucking weird as we are. So that's where you got it from. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. That's where I, that's where I got it from. Yeah. Um, my mom, on the other hand, she had not seen or heard anything and actually texted me and was super pissed, like furious. Mm. Why wouldn't you tell me this? And why do I have to find everything out on social media? And you should have at least given me a heads up because it was after I posted Camille's graduation pictures mm-hmm. where she was in this beautiful, Fantastic. they're beautiful photos. Yes. Um, but this beautiful teal dress, uh, obviously her hair is very long and curly. Mm-hmm. And she, could I have her fucking hair for just no, a second? No, like, if you yeah. guys saw her, she legitimately could be on that America's Next Top Model show. And, yeah, yeah, like thin, yeah. tall, uh-huh. gorgeous, beautiful she, hair. You gave her your eyebrows. Look at those eyebrows. All in point. You're welcome, world. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> The lower lip is mine. The upper lip yeah. is her dad's, though. Sorry about that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. I kid. She's, I kid, not, I kid. Ha- she's not unhappy about that. I kid. That's I kid. No, no booping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So very gorgeous pictures. But yeah, my mom was furious, like mm-hmm. absolutely furious. And yeah. Everyone always says, well, you know, I just care that they're happy and that's all that matters to me. And still they'll use dead name. They'll use the wrong pronouns. Was it, do you feel like it was out of not understanding or if it was out of spite because you didn't tell me you didn't include me, so I'm going to do this? Ooh, that's tough because I think that it could be both sides of that coin. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Just uh, knowing how my mom is, because she's kind of a train wreck, I can't really speak too much about her father's side of the family. I do, I do speak to my ex-husband's mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is very accepting, but that his mom's side of the family, they are very open. They are very accepting people. Dad's side of the family is probably where there's a fair amount of anxiety about what they will say or what they will do, even though they say things like, we don't care. We just want for her to be happy, but they don't always do things that would lead a person to believe that that's a a reality. It's it's more like words, a surface statement. Yeah. 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 
which I feel like has been kind of the disconnect between Camille and her father. Right. That I feel like Camille gets the impression that she's just getting getting lip service mm-hmm. about what he is saying versus what he's actually willing to do. Right. So when when we did talk about it and we did have this whole family conversation about Camille being trans, her dad had basically said, whatever it is you need, just let me know and I support you. Instead of being proactive like me, who was like, okay, the let's yeah. get therapy. Do we need to buy new clothes for you? Hey, I'm going to get super personal and we're going to talk about ways that we can help make your package less packagey. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that I was honestly thinking about. I I want for you to feel the most comfortable in every facet of your life. And these are the things that I want to help you with. Where Camille's father, on the other hand, was like, open-ended, you just tell me if I need what I need to do to support you. Okay, so here's here's where I get that. I get that he would have that little look. Number one, he probably knew that you would provide that support. So he was going to lean on you to do that, right? Number two, personality, everybody's personality style, they support in a different way, right? People's, people may support hands-off, you just grow as your own person, and I just sit here and let it happen. Whereas other people are like, let me jump in and give you all the tools and resources that you need, which you need both. You always need both those people in your life. No matter what you think, you always need both. Also, because I'm saying all this because... My father being very quiet and reserved and um, raised how he is. You don't talk about these things. You just let people do their thing. His answer was, I'm going to let you grow as you need, right? And my mom's answer was, oh, no, what do we do? But there was, at the time, there was nothing. I didn't have resources. I didn't have the Odyssey house. I didn't have all this stuff. So it was like, I guess I just keep waking up every morning. I don't know. So I I hear that and I understand it. And it's interesting that when men are in relationships with women, Mm -hmm. that all they want to do is fix. And us women are like, I just want to listen. Okay. I know. So before you finish that, I'm a fixer. I'm my dad. I'm a fixer. Yeah, I do that. Okay, so I'm just saying. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Majority of the time, I'm not such a man. <laughs> not not no, always. I'm just it's I'm not just always like, like that. No, but no. I'm just saying that if we look at most male female relationships, that, that that's kind of how it goes. Yes, most. Yes, I understand yes. that there are exceptions to all rules. Mm-hmm. It's just most, not yes. all. But he just. I feel like he's played a more passive role as opposed to active role. And I have chosen the more active role. And it's because these are my children. You know, I love them unconditionally, which me, well, I mean, there's a couple of things that they could do that I would rip their ears off, but they know this. Murder is a no. Let's take a break to do a little ad time for me. That's right. I have to pay the bills on this podcast. Crazy talk. But guess what? I am setting up some content on my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash lesbian speaking. If you go and sign up for $5 a month, you're going to get some exclusive sneak peek stuff on me, my everyday life. 
uh, the backside of what I do here on the podcast. And you know what? Probably just the dog sitting around. Who knows? But go and check it out. It is patreon.com forward slash lesbian speaking. I mean, here it is. It is barbecue season. And have you been to a barbecue and thought, what are you doing with your meat? Nobody likes to put plain old meat in their mouth. Are you kidding me? You want to spice it up? Get you some Dano seasoning and that will get you some tasty, delicious meat that you really want to put in your mouth. If you want to get some Danos, go to danoseasoning.com forward slash R-E-F forward slash lesbian speaking. Get yours today. Yummy. with lesbian talk speaking so oh, okay. fuck that up. do it again okay. do okay. it again do it again back at it with lesbian speaking okay i've got so- lee and dotty here uh-huh and dotty does need to have a podcast I, okay so i told you about my podcast idea yes and yes do you have a random item here look i'm the look at the table there's all kinds of shit gonna, here yeah a, a receipt we have a rite aid receipt Let's talk go. about my medication that I'm on. No, I'm not going to read that. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it, it's just this. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Welcome to Rite Aid's Rewards. Mm-hmm. Members, log in or create your digital account at... Oh, it, oh it's kind of cut off. It you looks were like doing it's a, so good. All right. All right, all right, all right okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <clears throat> Get the glass. Here, do you want my readers? Is that we? So the... The, do you see this, how on the R, it looks like it's cut off, so it looks like it's fight aid instead? And that's where I was like, I just read hey, right aid. There's, we have one rule about fight aid. What's that? We don't, we don't talk, talk about, about fight aid. aid. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, take two. Welcome to Rite Aid Rewards. Members, log in or create your digital account at riteaid.com slash rewards to convert your points into bonus cash not a member sign up and create your digital account at riteaid.com slash rewards and start earning points folks that was not an ad but Rite Aid. if you want a voiceover artist she is the one right here yeah I thought I was the only one doing voiceover work, but here you are. You're ready to go. Yeah. So my whole joke has been that I just want to read the most mundane, mm-hmm. boring thing in the sexiest way possible. You've said that for years, along with your McDonald's reviews. I mean, that was a pretty good review. That was a great review. Your reviews are pretty epic. Yes. I just have a flair for words as long as I can sit down and think about it for mm-hmm. a second. Yes. Mm. Anyhow, mm-hmm. back to our regularly scheduled right. program. Now that we have the AMSR. Okay. Okay. <laughs> grandma uh, and Grandpa. Grandma and Grandpa. Walk into a bar. So, uh, recently, Camille graduated from high school. And so, we were out there for graduation. We as in me and my little sister, not like we as in anybody else. But, uh, or that I have multiple personalities. Nonetheless... We were out there. She does, by the way. Maybe. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so we were out there, and Camille's grandfather, who is on 
my ex-husband's dad's side of the family. They were out. And um, I don't know how the experience was for you. I do know that she was extremely nervous because, again, they grew up in a very small town in Ohio. They don't know shit about fuck. They're just living their... Uh, they're not totally right-wing. Well, now, but draw the picture. You're in which state that they're out? So we are in Colorado, Colorado at this point. And they traveled they to traveled, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, yes. From Ohio. Very small town. Small town, like, they have a flashing red light in their town. They could be in small town murders. Yes. Okay. So my ex-husband graduating class was 18 people. Nine boys, nine girls. My nephew's class is larger than that by double. <laughs> so, again, small area, typically small minds. Camille was very anxious about it. How, d- how did it go? You didn't really participate, did you? No. No. Really. Anxiety said, I, I can't. I can't yeah. do this. I just stayed up in my room most of the time. So she didn't, she didn't do it. Which is fine. That's a perfectly good reaction to a social situation that you're not comfortable with. Oh, I don't, no judgment for me. I I do it all the time. I don't necessarily want to people, especially closed-minded people, or at least the perception of closed-minded people, even though they have said, we just want Camille to be happy. Mm -hmm. And yet, have they reached out to you specifically? No. Yeah. It's I, again. It's that. Is did they not reach out because they don't know what to say or don't know what to do, or because they literally don't understand the importance of that? And I always stress that because, like in, in my relationship with my father, he just doesn't understand the importance of that, and I've had to get to know that about him. Right. I mean, that's that's an absolutely fair statement. I think right. that it is possible that they just are. Oblivious? I don't think that they're oblivious. I think that they're afraid. Yes. Okay. I think that they're afraid not of who and Camille is or that they would stop loving her, but I think that they're afraid of doing the wrong thing. Yes. I think that they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. I also think that there is a part of them that is afraid of what people's reaction that they know maybe mm, okay and so they do kind of want to be hands off and not shouting from the rooftops i have a trans granddaughter and i am so proud of her um because i mean that generation as a whole is yeah they, it's different. they, they are different so i'm gonna ask camille and you don't have to answer you just <coughs> nod you can shake your head or nod what you like um did you expect them to have that kind of a reaction or were you, was there a part of you that hoped to say that they would do this fanfare online with their friends and whatnot? Hmm. Yeah. I kind of prefer that they didn't say much and do much. Okay. It made it more of just a natural one day Here's this. And then the next day, this is Camille, my granddaughter. Yes. Why Why do you think that you felt that way? Hmm. Hmm. That's, 
Is it because you wanted to just be perceived as a normal average girl or is it because you don't want to be in the spotlight or is it something else? Uh, probably more about like not wanting to be in the spotlight. Amen. I hear that. Sister. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, that. so I can resonate with both of that. I was very shy when I was a kid, I would be having the same reaction that you're having to this conversation and just being quiet in the corner, not wanting to any of that. Uh, so I wouldn't want a big scene made out of it. At the same time, I would also want it to be like, yeah, we kind of always knew, so let's not even talk about it. Like, they don't go and say, oh, look, your brother had sex with a girl today, you know? Like, it was like, oh. well, we assume that he's doing that, right? That's true. Why can't I be treated like they assume that I'm doing that? Yeah, I, I guess for me, as Camille's mother that personally I want people to be proud of her regardless of what her accomplishment is. Right. And I see having the courage and the bravery that she has had to face this world, especially right now and saying, Nope, bitches, I'm fucking trans and I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you can just deal with me that there's this part of me that wanted them to recognize the amount of bravery and courage it took yes. just to say those words. Yes. Because I know that there are people out there, even right now, who probably are feeling the same way that Camille is, except for probably older. Mm-hmm. And they're so fearful. And I want for every person to know that you can have that courage. Yes. And so I just wanted small amount a fanfare mm-hmm. for for people to say, I see you and I'm celebrating you yes. just right now. Happy birthday. It, it didn't right? even have to be anything more than I'm so proud of my granddaughter right. and post a picture of her right. or whatever. But honestly, I have a sneaking suspicion that grandparents on my side and on my ex's side that probably kind of speak down to it, that I have this sneaking suspicion that they say things that if they said in my presence, that I'd never speak to them again. Well, and that, that ties into, they don't understand it, right? You don't, So I'm going to go back to the beginning of this conversation that we had where I'm talking about the difference between me seeing bisexuals when I was younger and seeing bisexuals now, right? I didn't understand it. Here I was, I'm going to be lesbian, I'm going to be lesbian, I'm going to be lesbian, and here are these women who are saying, oh, but I have to conform, so I'm going to be married to these men and I'm going to date these lesbians, right? So there's a lot of talk where it's like, quote, hate, which is a horrible word to say for it because there was no hate. It was a not understanding the position that you're in. It's just ignorance. It's ignorance. Yeah. It's an unintelligence that they just can't comprehend. And and I appreciate that, but I also understand that any person that is out there, okay, wait, this is my opinion Mm -hmm. because I I shouldn't just generalize that and say that. I, I don't, I don't mean it that way, but I'm just saying that I personally believe 
that once a person has a recognition of a flaw or a chip in their armor or some sort of defect that they have, that, well, then that means you know about it now and you need to actively work to fix that instead of ignoring it. Because avoidant behavior is something that I just, I just don't accept in my life at this point. Okay. So, and I feel like what they're doing has been somewhat avoidant. Right. And I don't like it. Okay. So going back to the, the fix, right? Where you say guys are fixers. Okay, so I'm a fucking fixer You're too. You're a fixer I too. Oh. You're a fixer too. I know. I am. You are. It's yeah. not. Oh, uh, it's not. There's nothing. I don't see anything wrong with it. Well, and I don't necessarily no. think that there's it's anything not a bad wrong thing. with. We need to understand that different different personalities can migrate to specific personalities, and they need these things in their lives, and that's fine. At certain times, you need this. At certain times, you need that. Right? There are times where I need somebody to fix my shit. I can't fix it by myself. And there are times where I need somebody to just sit down and shut up. And I have a hundred different friends to fill those different But do you also create those boundaries? Because personally, at this point in my life, I will tell somebody, I just need you to listen. Right. Or I need a solution to this problem. And, Mm -hmm. And maybe this is on me. Maybe I should reach out to them and say... Fucking give Camille just a an ounce of fanfare right yeah. now. Yeah. Give her just a shining moment where you are proud of the fact that your granddaughter, uh-huh. not grandson, but your granddaughter, granddaughter. Yeah. is this way. You accept who she is and you are willing to tell anyone without yeah. judgment. Mm-hmm. I love this person and, and I personally kind of wanted at least one of those people to do that. So I, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask everybody in the room, is this an appropriate or non-appropriate thing? You remember the day that she came out to you as trans? I don't know the specific day, by the way. No? I just know that it was in February. It was in February. Okay, so So the entire month, I will celebrate. The entire month of February. What if you plan, during the month of February, a coming out anniversary? And had the family involved? And had everybody be involved in a way and let them know that, hey, I expect you to do X, Y, and Z for this celebration? I mean, I could probably go back to our text because I don't delete anything I mean, how, what ever. Would that but make I you mean, feel I'm just like, saying. What would that? Now you have to understand that you're going to invite family members, and they're going to say, "Yeah, that's not for me." And you have to be understanding of that, mm-hmm. right? And have I don't want to say tough skin because tough skin is a horrible term. You you have to understand just the same as you want them to understand of you, right? That if they are uncomfortable with it. At the same time, it will give them the ability to say, hey, I do want to celebrate her, and I just didn't know how to do it. Hmm. Would it be something that was, you looked forward to, I could have this, or I'm so afraid of rejection that I just couldn't do it? Chris, how would you feel? For me, that would have a shock. It would have a shelf life. Yeah, Maybe like year one. Like first few years. Yeah. Fantastic. Yes. I am, oh, let's see, way too many years. Yes. I'm like 12 years, 14 years. Right. Yeah. Into things. And so if it was to be celebrated 
every year, it would be a reminder of my past. Yes. Versus a recognition of exactly who I am. A celebration of who you are. I get that. I agree with that. Yeah. At first, Mm -hmm. it would have been fantastic. Yes. Because it would have been that ongoing recognition of supporting who you are. Right. But then at a certain point, it is just who you are, and I don't need that reinforcement to celebrate. Or a reminder of who you are. Or a reminder of my past. Right. Okay. So year one, what would you think if it were, hey, family, we're going to do this, and either they showed up or not? And showing up doesn't mean like Yeah, it doesn't mean that they disclude you. Yeah, it could be a comment on the social media post or something like that. Yeah. It could be anything. Hmm. It probably would have to go back to the, I don't really like being spotlight. Okay, yeah. So So that's a personality thing. So how would you feel if it was something that I did as opposed to something you did, which allowed people to kind of put me in the spotlight versus you in the spotlight. Oh God, here I am fixing again, aren't I? No, I mean, no, it's good because what, what if it were like a digital card? What if she sent out to everybody, here's a digital card, sign your congrats on one year. Of course, and you be, just got a It'd quick... be two at this point because we, we've already gone past a year. Well, but... you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we could celebrate the, the day that you were put on... HRT, yeah. which I know that day. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I went with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be that, that yeah. day that we're like, hey, it's been one year. Let's celebrate this for her. Because I'm, I'm of the camp that people don't know that they should give attention to something or they should celebrate something unless it's smack dab in their face. And they're like, oh, wait, we need to acknowledge that? I, because I'm bad at that, too. I am bad at that, too. Um, I think everybody's a little bit different on how you want things acknowledged. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, exactly. There, there could be a, a dozen different ways to celebrate something like that. You know, uh-huh. If it's instead of, like, the anniversary of this, it's like, you know what? Let's go out and have a spa day. Let's do it. Let's do it a lady's day. Yes. Now, do you think with your experience with your family, had you had some kind of a, and I don't know what you had. I'm not assuming. I'm just saying. If you had, because I see it now happening on, you know, I'm always going to go back to TikTok because that's what the kids do these days. Uh, But they do those, you know, your anniversary of coming out or on tea or on, you know, what estrogen, whatever they're on. And they have this big celebration. And if you want to be a part of it, great. If you don't, you know, I'm going to force you to at the same time, those are kind of the family members that I know are kind of don't really understand what I'm going through. Right. So would you have felt that way or it would have just been weird to make highlight out of it? It would have been weird to make a highlight out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see like doing something like with my dad would have been fast. Okay. A private matter. A more of a private matter. Okay. Like going out and maybe doing, celebrating. Yeah. Like so we, so okay. you and Camille yeah. are very yes. similar in that way that you're like, let's, yeah. let's not make a big yeah. deal out of we're, it. We're also talking about two very introverted people here. So. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As you can tell by the la- By the way, I just want to share that I, too, am very introverted. Mm-hmm. I just have 
some liquid courage in front right. of... No, that's not true. No, you, I, I would still have, be able to do this. You're introverted, but you have an extroverted voice. Yes. And because presence, but it's not your true self. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I will... Uh, a therapist once said to me, Oh, Dottie, you really like conflict. Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely not. I hate it. But damn it, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Right. Once upon a time, I was afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. The older I get, the more... And somebody on TikTok said this, that you, we all have this like coin purse that we're toting around with us, right? And as you get older, it's like that coin purse just gets smaller and smaller and less fucks can fit in there. Yep. And I tell you, the older I get, the, the less fucks fit inside of my yep. coin purse. And, and part of that is conflict. Right. Because I'm just not afraid of it anymore. I am not afraid to speak out about the things that I care about. And I'm not afraid to tell a family member, oh, if you are not nice to my daughter, so help me God, I will rip your fucking ears off. I don't know if you're in the same spot as I am, but I'm finding out that conflict doesn't mean that me speaking up about myself automatically states that you have to have conflict. Because there's been family members that I've spoken up with during this past couple of years, and they've been like, oh, I didn't even know you felt that way. <laughs> so I've had that too, yeah. especially with recent events that there's a, a person that I have been in contact with to mm-hmm. talk about right. s- some more political things that have been going on. And uh, it was an interesting conversation right. because I think at the end of it, they understood more where I was coming from right. versus versus where they were coming right. from. But I, you tie that in. Yeah, I just I, I I won't I won't do some sort of fan for fear for you. I I will rolling no. rolling back to things on like talking about anniversaries and things, to me it was always more important the day to day. Yes. Versus okay. the anniversary. Yes. It was the day-to-day interaction, the day-to-day support, the day-to-day, right. you know, people make mistakes on pronouns, names like that, whatever. Right. I don't really care. But yeah. that day-to-day interaction was way more important than any type of anniversary. Right. Right. Okay. What's that? She's got, she's texting our friends, right? <laughs> Probably her beau. Oh, that's right. He lives in Michigan. He lives, you have a long distance. They're probably, oh, I'm going to have to find you that cord so that you can hook up to your. Yeah, so I can actually. Oh, you need power? Headphones on. No, it's the the new, newer iPhones no longer have the jack on them. Yeah, we went from six to eight today. It's a big deal. Oh, that's jacked. Going back to grandparents, though. So, my grandmother on my mom's side was the first person to actually come and see me after my first surgery. Okay. Which seems like it would be great. Uh Oh, it was a total manipulation. (gasps) Oh no. So you're always going to take people's reaction to things with a grain of salt. Yes. Because she was totally trying to manipulate me because I was one of the last persons that was still in her physical surroundings yeah everybody else had moved away okay and so I she latched why. on to support me as a means to manipulate me to try to keep me well, so what was she gonna do after the surgery like to convert you 
Oh, Put it you, back. you made a horrible like mistake. <laughs> How dare you do this? No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't even trans. It had nothing to do with that. Oh, like, it was oh, just, I'm here to rest. help you, so you should be here to help me exactly. change my oh, diapers. Exactly. So, so even though it was like, great, she's here to support me, it's like, oh, what was that underlying message? Yeah. It's like really what was what was the meaning behind that support? Yes. And it was total manipulation trying to keep me. Okay. Yeah, that's unhealthy. I will accept you if you accept the fact that I will be shitting myself next month. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly that's exactly what it was. I will never, ever, 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 ever deal with a family member's shitty diaper. I've always told them that this is why you have those backup plans and you can afford the old People housing that you afford. No, no, no. It's to take me on a hike and push me off a cliff and bring a mallet hammer There's like that. midsummer and just yeah. pound the like shit the out Lewis, of my head. Lewis and Clark Caves, they have the whole stalactite of them doing that. I That's mean, I a probably thing. shouldn't admit this, but I have actually told my children that I have a couple of things and one of them is shitting on myself. Like if, if I'm going to be shitting on myself for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. oh, pull the plug. Yeah, for the rest of your life. Now, one time at Walmart is valid because Walmart... It's yeah, and yeah. laxatives, and it's fine. Yeah. You were probably yeah. in pajamas, anyways. It's, it's uh, this yeah. is okay. Yeah, it's forgivable. But beyond that, no. I'm at Mary Hill Winery. I'm not shitting my pants. <laughs> how much wine do you have? How much wine do I have? <laughs> if you're at Mary Hill Winery, how much wine do you have? <laughs> I know. Well, at least <laughs> at least a full <laughs> tasting. No, no I'm not. Oh. TJ and Jess are members. Well, we're members. I'll have to tell you I a story a about somebody now. who had a membership. It's, it's, I, I feel like somebody it might be I great know. for dating. Oh no, no. Oh, so God. you can get your, your, you're going to have to cut this all out, but you, you can, can get the tastings. You can players. get. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we're mm-hmm. back to our regularly scheduled right. program. Now that we have the AMSR. Okay. Okay. Grandma and Grandpa Grandma walk and into grandma. a bar. So, uh, recently Camille graduated from high school. And so we were out there for graduation. We as in me and my little sister, not like we as in anybody else. But, uh, or that I have multiple personalities. Nonetheless, we were out there. She does, by the way. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, we were out there and... Camille's grandfather, who is on my ex-husband's dad's side of the family, they were out. And um, I don't know how the experience was for you. I do know that she was extremely nervous because, again, they grew up in a very small town in Ohio. They don't know shit about fuck. They're just living their... They're not totally right-wing. Well, now, draw the picture. You're in which state that they are out? So we are in Colorado. Colorado. And they traveled to Colorado. Okay. Yes. From Ohio. Very small town. Small town, like, they have a flashing red light in their town. They could be in small town murders. Yes. Okay. So my ex-husband graduating class was 18 people. Nine boys, nine girls. My nephew's class is larger than that by double. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, small area, typically small minds. Camille was very anxious about it. 
we were at the point of talking about My your grandmother. grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> we all have those family members. If you do this for me, you'll get an inheritance. Yeah, well, you know, if you I don't need the water dude, bed, nobody Grandma. Nobody has come at me. Yeah, yeah. I did. She was in a th- Here, let's let's just quantify this. This is a very easy way to quantify her. Yeah, she was in a thirty-year-long marriage, uh-huh. thirty-plus. Okay, that was never consummated. Who was um, gay? Neither. Well, and I think he was, but see, she was not. She was asexual. She was more concerned about financial stability. 30. I can't... Im- okay, wait. Maybe 30. they said this, but that totally didn't happen. Because I, I can't I imagine... Like she had an affair towards the end of it, and she actually detailed out all of Oh, the affair. Okay. At the end. See, this is after my parents had moved away, my sister had moved away, and I was the last person there. So I was the last person for her to talk to, because nobody else was local. Oh my god! So I, so I got a there could be a whole podcast just on this story. I feel like I want to say Support. stuff without recording it right now because <laughs> segue. Segue. Were those the little writer thingy? Segue. <laughs> no, that's so much freaking fun. That's yeah, I guess you use your hands, but they just yeah. put their feet on it and roll around. It's kind of like and a then the hoverboard. Guy, the guy invented it and then he died on it. Shock yeah. and awe. Yeah. So what is fucking dangerous? Speaking of segue, what's your segue? <laughs> Speaking of segues, uh, so there is like one other thing that I feel was a super important thing to talk about mm-hmm. as a mother of a trans child, and that is their name. Yes. Because I don't think enough people are talking about this. Right. I don't think that enough parents talk about it, and I don't think that trans people necessarily understand what all goes into it. So personally, Mm -hmm. and I'm not speaking for all trans parents out there. I'm just speaking for me that when she considered the name that I had given her, her dead name, it was uber hard for me. Right. Like really, really hard. Right. And it was hard because, uh, to give it a little bit of context, when I was pregnant with Camille, there were questions surrounding my pregnancy, not just with my ex-husband, but also with the pregnancy itself. Like it was a very difficult pregnancy. I started having problems very early on and I really fought for her. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted her desperately. Uh, my ex-husband, maybe not so much, but that's Mm -hmm. neither here nor there. Uh, and we should say not at the same level. Okay. Not so much. Not okay. at the same not level. At the same level. Yeah. We weren't at the same level. And the name that I had given her was something that was very important to me. And when she considered that to be her dead name and chose something else, that was probably more heartbreaking for me than the morning that I had to go through in terms of her personhood and who she identified with. And um, especially considering that her, her dead name, it could be very easily unisex. It didn't have to go one way or the other. It could have just been and still existed. 
And I understand that in her state, like she's trying to create her own identity, not just with her gender, but the name that she was given. And uh, recently she has been talking about like what her middle name should be. And the fact that she allowed me to be the person that gave that to her or said, I think that this is what your middle name should be has been tremendously helpful. And only say this so that trans people out there understand that as a mother who's even perfectly accepting and loving of who they are, that sometimes just that name Mm -hmm. is something that we can get wrapped up in. Yeah. I think that's, it's important to recognize. And we had this conversation way before Camille even came out was that an understanding of parents give names that mean something to them. Right. And if you are given the opportunity if this was this gender, this gender, I always had a backup name for the other, other gender, right? So what was that backup name? Why couldn't that be the name going forward? Yes. As opposed to... Now, I didn't pick my names. I don't particularly enjoy my names. You know, even Lee is like, who does two letters for a name? <laughs> Nobody believes that's a thing. But I also wouldn't be able to decide what my name would be otherwise. I think that I also have an appreciation for this because after I got divorced, I had considered changing my last name. This, this was well after the divorce happened. I didn't want to have the last name as my ex-husband. I had this sneaking suspicion that he was going to get married very quickly. And I didn't want to have the same last name as his new wife. Mm -hmm. And so I explored the option of changing all of my name. Mm Mm-hmm. Because to Vader, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. would. It would yeah. have been. You know, Phasma was going to be the last name. The Daddy. first name was definitely probably going to be Captain. No, it wasn't going Captain to be. Phasma. But Captain Phasma Vader. <laughs> but I actually reached out to my my own dad to say, "Why did you name me what you named me?" And this is years before Camille had come out as gay or trans. Mm-hmm. That I had reached out to say. Well, why did you name me what you named me? Right. Because my thought was, is I'm going to change, I'm going to change all of it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a new first name, a new middle name, a new last name. I don't want to be associated with this weird ass fucking name that I have. I want to be my own person. So I, I identify with what she was going through. But when I reached out to him and said, why did you name me what you named me? And he starts telling me the stories about why he named me what he did. And he included, like, this goes back to lineage way before you were ever born, that I was just trying to have an homage to those things. Right. That there was a part of me that felt very excluded as a parent for the naming of my child. Right. And for some reason, that probably was more hurtful than anything else that had happened. And it's just because like you were in my womb. <laughs> She's giggling again. Yes. She thinks that this is funny that it's she was once inside so my body. Embarrassing. I was I in didn't your want to body. Know that. <laughs> yes. You, we have very intimate relationship. Oh God. Uh, now she sounds like my mom. That's yep. <laughs> You're welcome. 
but I, and it, and it was a pregnancy also that was just so hard for me. Right. And the name that I chose for her had deep meaning to me mm-hmm. on a, on so many levels. And then for her to just be like, fuck you, I'm not using this was, was kind of only the biggest slap in the face for me. Right. But what you saw as a fuck you, she was seeing as coming out of the cocoon, right? And I appreciate that. Yeah. But again, we're talking about that years before this. Oh, yeah. That I also was like, I'm going to come out of my cocoon. Yep. And I'm going to be this person. Right. But the second that I asked why, mm-hmm. and I heard those stories that I was like, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, see, and now I'm I just going to keep it. I have that same thought when it comes to where people suggest that I should change my name, as you know, to what we know. And I'm like, but... Wouldn't that be an F you to my dad? Because that's what my name's known for is, is my dad. So if I changed it, I'm saying, yeah, I don't like you. I don't like your name. I don't like anything. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. But I also didn't change the person that I was at any point in my life. And, and don't get me wrong, especially now right. that, you know, she had her first name picked out, which mm-hmm. she intentionally chose to fit within the genre yes. of the rest of our family. The initial because it was, platform. Yeah. It was it was important. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that fact. But I feel like there was the second that I had input to be a part of who you are mm-hmm. actually made me feel more included. Yeah. Made me feel more a part of that. Made me feel more like this this is the being that I created. Right. So that's advice that you have for those going through this is at least give your parents the opportunity to pick a portion of your name. So, and I mean, even if let's, I want to exclude people who their parents are not accepting. Yeah. If they're they're dicks, fuck them. If they're a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. Like I don't. I don't give a shit. In fact, do something to spite their ass yes. because that's some bullshit. Yeah. You but, can put your first name. My mom is dead to me. That could be your, no. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I would accept that. Yeah. yeah. If I, if I was an, an unaccepting, yeah. loving parent. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like give them the biggest fuck you possible. Yeah. My mom's a twat mm-hmm. as your middle name. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But I'm just saying that if your parent is accepting Mm -hmm. and they are loving, including them into your personhood that you feel that you are, will actually probably bring them closer to you. Yes. Make them feel a part of the transition. uh, Camille's middle name is going to be Vi. It's short for violence because she hates people. But I, I still say it's a it's a play off of Lee. That's always going to be my okay. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's a Y and not an I. I know, but it's, it's two letters. Okay. All right. All right. All yeah. Right. yeah. It's, it's a play off Lee. But yes, <laughs> having just a and it was it was funny because when we were talking about this, it was like oh you need to have a two initial middle name because it was actually the number of letters Mm -hmm. in her name total, which had significance to me. 
I know it's a stupid mm-hmm. thing. Most people would be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it was coincidental. I'm the accountant and she is not. Yeah. And yet here you are mathing your name. I have the longest name in my family. That's why I am upset about it. Mm, well, we won't talk about it online, but my I have the longest to so many letters to write. My youngest her full name first middle name last name is like 49 letters. Yeah, too much. It is too much. Too much. Yeah. I did not have 49 letters to work with. I had 15. That's that's almost the alphabet. That's a lot. It is a lot, but still, with her first and last name. Why do I say that's almost the alphabet? I just two letters so bad with. right there. Did you notice that? I mean, it it is half. I mean, you can't. I know you probably don't have a Z. It was actually less than half. Well, I know it's less than half, but, but what I meant was, you probably don't have an X or a Z in there. So, but you have multiple E's. Y's are important to me because, like, Y's are in there sometimes in. And the the name of my firstborn and my secondborn. So, and Camille's dead name did not include a Y. So, it, I mean, it, it feels kind of fitting that we moved to that. And I'm so blessed. That's a that's a bad word to use because, like, I, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that no. person. I'm no. so honored mm-hmm. that she did allow me to be a part of that, and I just. Again, my advice to a trans person out there would be, especially if they're accepting, allow them to help you name them because they have, I guarantee you, at least 72% of the time that that parent has some sort of Personal connection. attachment? Yeah, yeah, connection or attachment to your name. Right. So just consider them. Consider that. Consider yeah. this. Did you have any of your name change? I'm asking Chris, for those of you who don't see where I'm looking right now. Did you have any connection to family ties with name? I did not have uh, the conversation right. with my parents before I chose the name. Okay. But I did choose the name specifically based on a conversation with my mother Okay. that we had long before she knew. Okay. She had told me at one point what my name would have been if I had been a boy. See, that comes. That's exactly what I was talking and about. So at least I ask did these questions. Specifically, choose that name to bring her into. Okay. The process. Perfect. And then I kept an incarnation of my original first name. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Simply because I am lazy on my legal documents. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I can so, feel that. So it was a, a unisex name. Yes. That if I kept it as my middle name, that I didn't have to change half of my legal documents. Yep. I get you there. So. I know when anybody, when I date anybody and they're like, we'll get married and you'll change your name. I'm like, I am not going through that paperwork. Why would I do that? I'm old enough to where my paperwork is all done. <laughs> but, but my first name was not, I mean, who would reasonably choose Right. I mean, it's kind of a generic. I I think a good old fashioned lesbian would choose Chris. uh, If you're Christina or Chris, yeah. But it was specifically chosen to to try to bring because my parents are very religious. Okay. So to try to bring them into the process without a descriptive. Yeah. Yes. Which is great. I mean, there's. I mean, Lee is even a great name for that. A lot of folks are like. A lot of folks see my name and they're like either they're 
trans or they're Asian because it's L.I. <laughs> I get that a lot. Um, assumptions that happen. I'm like, I didn't choose my name, folks. I did not choose my name. It's not a thing that happened. I do have a lot of names on top of that name, but I didn't choose it. So I could understand that if 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 my parents heard me just randomly say, okay, now I'm Samantha. And they're like, but what was wrong with your name? What happened? And it has nothing to do with the gender or who you are as a being. It just has to do with we, we picked a name for a reason, just like you're saying. Yeah. And, and I, I fought, yeah, I fought for that name. I fought for her existence because again, it goes back to my pregnancy was is very was very difficult. It was yeah. very traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we spent a lot of time not knowing whether or not she was actually going to ever be a human in this world. Mm-hmm. And so that name, in my eyes, has a lot to do with that. Yeah, a weight on that. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, just having the ability to say, "Hey, can I? Can I?" can I choose your middle name? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, sure. Like I haven't, I have some ideas and whatever. And then we were talking about it while she was out here. And, and I said, what do you think about this? And she was like, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Sounds okay together. And it's short for violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Such a loving family. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm really close to them. Uh-huh. Close Don't enough to rip their fucking ear. I mean, no. Don't I mean, mess I with them. Yes. So I hope that because you're going to go back to another state that is not here. And I hope that next time you come, you want to give us a follow-up on how things are going. How life is moving along for you. Yeah? Yeah. And yeah. talk more next yeah. time, maybe? Because you see, this is not that weird. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. And talking for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Except well, for if it's dandy. I am a loser. I am a loser. Oh. We're losers. She just does that to get guys. She does. Oh, look at that face. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I hear her talk to Jared all day long. I know goddamn good and well that she can uh-huh. talk. Uh-huh. She can talk. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I hope yes. next time. Yes. But thank you for being here and witnessing and having your two cents in. And Chris, thank you for participating. And of course, Dottie, thank you for all of your words. Way too much. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I know. Can you shut up for once? No. (laughs) Yes. And we will have a follow-up someday. And maybe you'll be more open to having a one-on-one conversation at some point. Chris is like, yeah, maybe. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he wasn't so scary. It's not so scary. It's not so bad. And now I go and edit all the stuff that you said. Take that out. I do that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who are wondering, why did it stop there? Because somebody said, take that out. And I said, okay. It's all about consent on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. And we're going to go. Um, I'm going to drink more wine and they're going to drive. That's how it's going to work. I got to go to work in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I got to be there at six. Me too. That's not happening. Oh, God. No. Okay. You know I'm tell you. I'm going to be late. We just... Thoughts and prayers. Oh, not in this place. <laughs> <laughs> you can right. take your thoughts can and I? prayers and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oops. All right. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>
Shoutouts this week to my new Patreon supporters. I want to give a big thank you to Meadowlark, to Kelsey, to Mandy, who also is on TikTok as Potty Mouth Pollyanna. Make sure you go check out our account. And one of my biggest supporters, Dini, with St. Nora Co. She has the St. Nora Tees. I'm going to leave the link for her company in this episode's bio. She has the most amazing teas. And she also has created her own Spokane blend made after the old me, Lee, on TikTok. So go and check out the teas. And thank you, everybody, for supporting. Again, if you want to give support to this podcast, go to my Patreon. You get a little extra content. If you're anything like me, you despise touching the gas pump. I mean, think about it. People are running all over town, doing all sorts of things. Maybe they're working on cars and changing tires, or maybe they're changing their kids' diapers, or maybe they're just going around and touching things that everybody else did. And then they're putting their hands on the gas pump. And now you have touched everything that they have touched all throughout the day. Well, guess what? There is something that can help you with this problem, and it's called the Pump Pal. What is a Pump Pal? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is a glove that has a magnet in it so you can stick it inside the door of your gas tank. You can stick your hand right in there, pull the pump, not touch a thing. Keep your hands nice and clean, spick and span, and guess what? It is made from the silicone that you can clean when you get home. And you can keep it sanitized and you don't have to worry about touching all the muck and bringing it home. So get your pump pal. All you have to do is go to the link in this episode, click on it, get yours today, get one for your friends, get one for your family. Everybody needs this thing. Be safe, be clean and get your pump pal. To submit episode ideas or be a guest on the podcast, please email lilee at lesbianspeaking.com. That's li at lesbianspeaking.com. You can also place an ad on this podcast by emailing the same email, lee at lesbianspeaking.com. If you would like to support this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. I do have extra content loaded up on my Patreon patreon.com forward slash lesbian speaking. You can also give to Venmo. I have all kinds of links down below. You know what else helps the podcast? If you give us some likes, if you give us some comments, that'll help move things along for me. And I will see you next time.